love musicals. Classic musicals. Hey, is this the 2012 Les Miserables? Weird musicals. We're talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Musicals that make us laugh. 2005 film, The Producers. Musicals that make us cringe. This isn't like, oh, fun trippy visuals, this is scary trippy visuals. But if we've learned anything from talking about musicals, it's that at the end of the day, there is always a rant to be had. It's like she's in a dead-end marriage. These aren't hockey pads. Ah! Fever dream of a reality. She murdered Jennifer Hudson. He's like cat pope. Adolf Elizabeth Hitler. Square share, you die. I mean, what's a more romantic setting than a bunch of laundry? So on our podcast, we do our best to discuss the most famous and infamous movie musicals you all love. So let's pull back the curtain and begin our Stage Rant. Welcome to Stage Rant. <laughs> Welcome to Stage Rant. Stop! <laughs> this week we're talking all about the Broadway sensation, Stop! It still holds up. It does. It still holds it's up. Still... I've seen the Blue Man Group three times. It's the same show every time. But you know what? Those blue face guys can really put on a good show. You anyway. know what? I take I take solace in knowing if my career never works out, I can go and be like a middle school like music teacher. Yeah. And like when all else fails, just play Stomp for the 30th time <laughs> and be like, oh my gosh. Wow. They you use... can make music from anything. They use trash can lids as symbols. Oh my God. God, do they use brooms? This is not the first time first time we've uh we we've shit on Stomp. And it no. will not be the last. <laughs> no. Anyway, welcome to Stage Rain, where two dudes equally secure in their masculinity and sexuality break down the biggest movie musicals. Each week myself, Adam, a man who wonders if you can 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 <laughs> discuss the history of the show with No. <laughs> We're not just moving past that. No, we'll get to it. No, we'll... no, no. That's some bullshit right there. That's the, like, <laughs> science became so obsessed with the fact that we could, we never stopped to ask if we should. And you're over here being like, if one can, are you a fucking philosopher? Can, can. Can, 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 can. It's from the movie. I mean, we're talking. I mean if you've seen the title of the episode, you know what we're talking about. But. Joe, a man who believes all love medleys should, in fact, be sung in a massive elephant, who has a lot of strong pointed opinions. So without further ado, let us begin the show. So Adam, yes. let's do a bunch of songs mm -hmm. that have no right to be stitched together, mm -hmm. consumption, Ooh. and over-the-top editing have in common. It's either Les Mis, we already talked about that one. It's either Rent, we haven't talked about that one. Nah, because my mom's not here. So it's oh, not, it's not right, right, yeah. right, right. So it has to be... 2000 what? 2001s? Is it? 2000? I think I feel like that's close enough. Yeah, 2000 and oh. This what part of 2001? Oh. It's 2001 Moulin Rouge. 2001 Moulin Rouge. It came out May 9th. Oh, good, 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 May good, 9th. good, 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 good. So good. we're all, it's, we passed the 20 year anniversary. Yeah. Of, oh my god. <laughs> Yikes. Are they gonna, is it up in a way? What, what's the 9-11 the musical come from away come from up and away come from away up and away is you is is is, is our is your balloon is our our cincinnati balloon Cle since cleveland. cleveland cleveland since hey don't don't shit on cincinnati since i never did anything wrong since nasty with nasty with balloons okay oh uh, we with don't balloons. i don't know i i'm sure a quick google could prove me right <laughs> um Moulin Rouge, Adam. This is yeah. a this is an interesting one. I think this is a first for for stage rant. Yeah, this this is a really. I think this is the first 
movie it's the first movie musical that we have encountered like burlesque and sister act i would say are like loosely musicals like there are movies that have musical elements to them but the musical numbers are not primarily the feature i would say that's sister act for sure mm-hmm. burlesque is a musical sister act mm-hmm. is just kind of like oh singing nuns and right. then they turned it into like a full fun Broadway production. Yeah. Yes. This one was a movie musical and then in 2019 became a full-on Broadway musical. Um, with, in the worst possible way. In the worst possible way. Um, where the original Moulin Rouge, I think, has its strengths is that the songs, for the most part, are classics. They're from like the 90s and back. Right. And I guess by today's standards, those would be considered classics. In 2001, maybe not so much, but st- they, the original Moulin like, Rouge... Like, I Will Always Love You is going to be pretty timeless for pretty much ever. All you need is love. Right. The Beatles are never going to go out of style. Right. Um, even some of the Nirvana that's in here. Right. It's never going to go it out of like style. It smells like Teen Spirit is like, it's what I, like it's, it's a staple that's going to be around. Right. So why in the name of God <laughs> would you be like, okay, here, here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to turn this into a stage production. We're bringing it. To New York. Yep. What are the hit songs that everyone is going to know? This is what kills me. Even in 2019. I what for- an odd question to ask in 2019 because right. they did not answer it correctly. No. Like, what hit songs are people really into right now? Uh, Tonight by Fun? Or, sorry, We Are Young. We, we Are, are young, young by, by fun. fun. A band that has been, like, broken apart for a while for, now. Uh, for, uh... uh Five, six, seven years now. Right, well before 2019. Yeah. And then Royals by Lord. Why in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Like, why is that yeah. their, their their choice? It was wrong. But that's not what we're not here to talk about that. No. no. Um, but I, I, for one, am not interested in seeing. After you played for me, <laughs> very, quite tragically. Yeah. Like, why, why our house... In the middle of the... Sh- like, they turned it yeah. into a very, very campy jukebox musical. And like, Whereas, like, the movie is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It, the movie itself is a roller coaster. Because this is directed by Baz Luhrmann, who did the 2009-2010 uh, Great Gatsby. Yeah. Which I personally... I really like that movie. Um, I'm a big Gatsby fan, at least of that one. I don't know what your, what your feelings on the movie are. This isn't a great Gatsby podcast. Okay. I think... Baz Luhrmann has a style. They could have done... Yeah, yes. So and, it's yeah. it's a very... The Great Gatsby is a very Baz Luhrmann film, but I don't think that necessarily makes it amazing. Oh, I'm not saying... Yeah. I'm but not the using me- Baz Luhrmann. I like it yes. as is. Um, but Baz Luhrmann has a very unique style, which is... Like over extra. The, it's like if glitter was a human, was a director. Yeah, like it's just it, everything is very over the top. Um, it's uh, kind of like Las Vegas. It's like if you're filming Las yes. Vegas, like everything is very like showboaty. It's very over the top. Yeah, like why zoom in when you can do like us like a like Dutch angles at all times. It's just very things very are, stylized. Things are sped up. Things yes. are slowed down. Right. Like they they go on a absinthe trip yes. at the beginning of yes. this movie which by the way absinthe does not cause you to trip for the record 
Anyway, I always have to save the, the good name of Absinthe. Absinthe? <laughs> it tastes like licorice. It's not even good. Do you? <laughs> I've had it once. Are you on big Absinthe no. payroll? <laughs> I just like dispelling uh, urban myths. Anyway. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll go over the quick numbers here. Uh, on IMDb, this is a 7.6 pretty average mm-hmm. and 76 percent on rotten tomatoes so again a, a majority of people will say they like this but it's not it's a crowd pleaser it's yes it's similar to in some weird ways yeah um it's kind of it's not so the best way i can sum it up before we jump into it is like it it, it feel like i'm in a modern art museum yes but like not like art like traditional art like it's not it's not you know paintings on walls right it's it's weird collections of items Mm -hmm. on the floor and you're supposed to be like ah yes capitalism Mm -hmm. and like i i feel like that's what this movie is it's it's art and i i watch it and i'm like okay do i get it sure was it necessary i don't feel like it is and it's very weird because i believe this was up for best picture which, like, because it has stuff to say. It has stuff to say, but it also... I think this is... I'm going to claim... Because we talked about Chicago. Moulin Rouge made Chicago happen. So Moulin Rouge made pretty much every music, movie musical since 2001 occur. Because, yeah. what was it, Evita... Mm-hmm. Was like the last big movie musical, and it had Madonna. Yes, as a, and it did not do, and well. it was not popular. No, um, and so like this movie, for all of its flaws, like it, I mean, it did start the the the, the renaissance mm-hmm. of like movie musicals because yeah. people were like, oh, we can get people back in 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 seats for for mm-hmm. musicals. But... And I I'm gonna say it hit its peak with Greatest Showman. Maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll that, get that, there. That's coming soon. We'll get to Greatest Showman. Um, I I think we're still on a pretty. I think we're coming back into a new phase. Oh, for sure. Of movie musicals with Dear Evan Hansen and In the Heights. Yes. I think Hamilton was the shot things back up. Yes. I think that was the fifty cc's mm-hmm. of adrenaline that were needed. Yeah. But yeah, so like watching this, I feel like I'm watching art that I mm-hmm. I'm a little reluctant to have paid money to go and in, enter into the museum. But I'm like, while I'm here, I might as well, like, get something out of it. Right. Uh, and that's Moulin Rouge. Yeah. And we open in the year 1900. Yes. And, and d- sad Ewan McGregor. Yes. I was in love with a girl. And she died. Spoilers, dude! I'm like, dude, Jesus Christ. Right off like, the bat! Oh, well, I'm not gonna get invested then if she's gonna die. Right, and there's only really one notable female character, so you instantly know where it's headed. Right. And so you're like, like, oh, is the dresser gonna die? Right. Does he fall in love with the background ballet dancer? Oh, no, oh, it's, it's Nicole Kidman, of it's, course. It's obviously gonna be Nicole Kidman. And so you're like, okay, so she's gonna die, but I, I guess there's some mystery in how she's and, going. And we'll talk kind about of. her death, because it bugs me. <laughs> Why? Because she died from TB, and she still belts, like... I, that, and the fact that she's, like, just chilling around people, and right. no one else gets TB. And no one's like, hey, sis, you got the TB. They wait until she's close to death, like, oh, by the well, way... Well, so this... Hold on. No, let's just talk about this shit now. So she has fucking <laughs> tuberculosis... Right. Which is spread similarly to COVID, like through yeah vapor droplets. It's 
aerosol Yes. And so, like, as you talk, sing! Like, you are spreading tuberculosis. And so, we talked about this briefly before we started. Like, it seemed like pretty much everyone around her knew that she had it. But the doctors, for some reason, never were like, hey... We forgot to, A, finger guns. We forgot to tell you that you're dying from tuberculosis. You know you're coughing up blood. You know that, but only we know it's TB. Right. And so, like, everyone around her knows that she's dying from tuberculosis, but no one seems to be concerned. They actively choose to not tell her. Yes, and they're like, also, in fact, why don't you get on this wildly dangerous trapeze swing and fly around a room full of packed people... All men. All men. And singing to them. And like spraying droplets they, everywhere. They introduce her also as just like the, the like the indom- the indomitable. Yeah. You know, the, the sensual sateen. Right. And like, which basically is just. As a, a name, as a name is way too close to saltine. <laughs> it is close to saltine. It's the worst cracker. Name a worst cracker. I hate Triscuits. Why do you hate Triscuits? They're too thick. (laughs) Well, fuck. There goes our Triscuit sponsorship deal. Am I wrong? It's very supportive for cheese. Anywho. That's fair. But so, like, I I, I hate this about this. And that, like, at the end, Mm -hmm. she's belting, Mm -hmm. like, like nobody's business. In front of a crowd of people. Which, by the way, would not be occurring because she would be coughing because of the tuberculosis. Like, she dies five minutes after that in the finale. Like, also, how would you, if you were an audience member and the lead of a musical you're seeing dies on stage after belting into the audience and they come out like, oh, she died she had, like, modern day, like, she had COVID. Sorry. I'd be like, whoa, 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 what? what? Why was she performing? And then, the, she... and then the theater's just like, uh, yeah, we're really sorry. Uh, it's really inconvenient, but um, we also knew the whole time. Okay, have a good night. No refunds. No <laughs> refunds. Bye. <laughs> like, that's kind of, that's a little fucked. Um, yeah. And so that's actually why the, the Moulin Rouge shuts down a year later. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's because the of French. a litany of public health yeah. violations. Um, that and almost everyone that attended their shows died within a year. <laughs> of tuberculosis. Yeah. Which also, what a... It's such a weird thing that they, just historically speaking, like they just call tuberculosis consumption. Consumption. Like it, it just consumes you. Which like, that's... It's sure, it's not wrong. No, but it's a bit like I Isn't thought, that how Arthur dies in Red Dead Redemption 2? It is spoilers for Red Dead Redemption 2. You've had time. Uh, <laughs> it is how he dies. Dutch! <laughs> Dutch! We gotta get to Tahiti, Dutch! <laughs> Listen, Arthur, one more steal, one more score, we're gonna get there! Dutch! <laughs> <laughs> I got, got the, you got the consumption, Arthur? <laughs> Anywho, so this asshole, you know he's depressed because he's surrounded by empty liquor bottles. And a little it's like heavy black and white right. and just Nature Boy by David yeah. Bowie. Just like, okay, what's up, yeah. David Bowie? And he's just like, so I met, I loved a girl, but she's dead. And then the movie begins. Hits the fast forward button on Holy life. Shit. So like a lot of stuff just kind of happens here and none of it really clicks with me and or resonates with me yeah. so like 
main character, Christian, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. He's in the... Montmartre. Mm, mm, sure, that district in Paris. And he moved there because he's a writer. Yeah, he moved there a year earlier. Yeah. Uh, to be with the artiste with the bohemian movement. Which is just like... Freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. Just like... These were like the... Like the the weird, like, I'm in my feels, mom. I'm 14 and this is deep. Like, those were these people but if you're adults. younger this would be like influencers moving in together to an influencer house but imagine to if, make content together but if all but the, they all moved out from their homes because their parents kicked them out because they yes. neglected to go to college because they thought they were going to make it big on youtube and they don't ever shower yes and well, they're all horribly drunk and it's also night and absence lots and of absence. A, lots of absence the one green of, fairy one of them is argentinian and he's uh, Has narcolepsy. he's narcoleptic one of them is the actual historical figure henry toulouse <laughs> actual <laughs> he's, artist yeah, he's like the toulouse. leader yeah he's like the leader of this group and he so he moves in with them essentially kind of he's in their building because the argentinian bursts through the ceiling right which God, building codes so many problems yeah. in 1900s for anywho mm-hmm. and so they're like hey essentially we wrote a show it's called spectacular spectacular which is a terrible name for anything listen if we can make chitty chitty bang bang work spectacular spectacular can also work like what if it <laughs> i can just imagine the headlines of like the reviews just like adequate adequate <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Decent, decent. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, they're like, hey, we're, we made this show. Um, it's kind of wild, whatever. We're going to go sell it to this guy named Harold Ziedler. And this guy's a lot. God, he's a lot. Like, I'm pissed <laughs> they don't say that. Like, they gave it this man, this poor Ewan McGregor, no heads up. No. About Ziddler. They're just like, hey, we're going to go over here and try to, like, sell this we're show gonna to him. We're going to go to, like, the biggest strip club, pretty yeah. much, in Paris... This guy, this would be like today if you're like, I'm going to go to like Caesar's Palace yeah. and try to pitch a musical to the owner of the strip club nearby. It's like, what? So, do you want to go pitch the musical we're writing to like Diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Dayton specific joke, but yes! Up, up and away, it's going to be a brunch service with waffles and chicken wings. And strippers. <laughs> strippers and all the rolls. God, just imagine that, I, and I get it because like, it's a very different environment back then, but it's just funny to think about it. Mm-hmm. Is that how they do it in the 2019 version while they're singing We Are Young? They're like, we're going to go sell yeah. our show. It's the same plot. Called it's... Hipster Hipster. To... <laughs> called Millennial Millennial. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so and they, so, so they go over to the club. Yes, they go to the Moulin Rouge, which translates to Red Mill. Which, mm, is, which is appropriate. Giant red windmill out front. Right. Uh, so they get there, and um, they they see the uh, Ziddler and his diamond dog dancers. So the next 30 minutes is essentially... A trip? Uh, it's a trip, but it's like essentially just kind of like a, like a gay discotheca. Yeah, like I like yeah. it, think of a better way of describing no. it. Like yeah. it is, it is a, it's like a gay club scene mm-hmm. with that music for the next like half hour, and it's just yeah. a lot. We get Lady Marmalade, 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 um, which I can't recall if it came from like if it was written for this movie 
or if it was sampled, but it became more popular from this movie. Yeah, I think it was sampled, and then it hit. Then it was included on one of her actual albums. So this was was it um, Missy Elliott? Yeah, was Lady Marmalade, and then Zidler's rap is the next song here because he's a lot, and he does the can 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 can. There's a lot of just like, and that's why it's literally a gay club. There's just a lot of like yelling. Yeah. It's like how loud, like how open can you make your mm-hmm. mouth? It's like, can I get gun? We can gun, 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 gun. Everybody, gun, gun! It's a lie. It's, it's fucking exhausting. That was written by Fatboy Slim. Of course it was. And then we have Smell the Teen Spirit by Nirvana, of course. Um, so then Toulouse is like, okay. What you're going to do, Christian, Here's is the plan. You're going to go talk to Satine. Saltine. The, <laughs> the star courtesan. And you're going to pitch her the musical. And then she's going to tell Zidler. Basically, like, Zidler's like the pimp. And Satine is basically like the head. The head gal. The head gal. Yeah. Yeah. She's the hot shit. Yes. She is the star. People go to the Moulin Rouge to see mm-hmm. Saltine Cracker. Um, and so then we also find out that there's a duke. Yeah, so let's talk about the duke. So, like, I have no problem with the duke, really, mm-hmm. in, in general. I think he's stupid. He's a stupid for man. For sure. Like, Real stupid man. How do you go three quarters of this movie, even almost longer, it's like almost at the finale. He's a Michael Myers villain. Yeah. <laughs> Like, honestly. It's a slow burn. Like, he's just yeah. kind of there, and you're like, is he... Is uh, Sure, he's bad because he's rich, but, like, mm-hmm. is he really that that bad of a guy? So, basically... So, okay, uh, uh, until we get to the end, because then he gets yes, real possessive, yeah. and there's a rape scene, and that's uncomfortable. So, like... So, the basic thing with the Duke is that the Moulin Rouge is allegedly struggling for money. Which even... I... F- I'm throwing the flag on this No, bullshit. it's not... Harold, you greedy bastard! There are men with franks right. waving around, waving around, and your and your star performers flying around the room on a trapeze, wearing a actual like, like the, the diamond corset. Yes, which is real, by the way. It's like one of the most expensive movie props ever. It's a the necklace is real. Holy shit! Right. So like Nicole Baz Kidman, why yeah, Nicole Kidman's ass is flying around here in like a couple million dollar diamond corset, whatever. Fuck. And so. I, d- I, for one, do not believe that this club is hurting for cash. No! And if it's hurting for cash, it's because Zidler is a dick, and he's real bad with money. <laughs> right. This He is the share of this movie. <laughs> like, All right, Satine, you're going to go and talk to the Duke. You're going to go marry the Duke to save the club. And so, that, and that's essentially what it is. And so, yeah. Zidler's like, hey, Saltine Cracker, you're going to go... <laughs> get with the duke because he's going to be our new like halo investor a new patron yeah yeah and she's like okay and he's like okay you see him over there and of course she huh, looks at christian and she's like oh he's cute and she's like oh i'll go court him no problem and then she, so she takes him mm-hmm. christian not christian, the duke. christian. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Saltine Cracker takes Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he goes, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> and so they go up to... The elephant. The elephant. There is an This act- is why the club is fucking broke. <laughs> well, the, there is an actual elephant at the Moulin Rouge. Yes. It's still there today. Yeah. 
Was uh, that a good financial... That doesn't make it a good financial investment. I'm just saying it's a historical thing. Sure. They probably dress it up a bit too much, and that's why they're hurting for money, is they had to put, like, the cushions and the curtains. Right. And apparently the whole set for that pitch meeting that happens <laughs> later... <laughs> Like, they have to put in flies for the backdrops that come down? They have an entire, like, black box stage set up. That would be fun, though, to go see a show. In a giant-ass elephant? In a giant elephant? Yeah, I don't disagree, Adam. I'm just saying, once again, hate to beat a dead horse here. Terrible financial investment. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it'd be fun. That's why Zidler has no money. It's Zidler's folly, is what the (laughs) elephant is. And so she takes him up there, and so yeah. she's just like, hey. And she invest. seduces him. And he's like, for way too long. Right. So th- this whole sequence mm-hmm. is exhausting. The elephant love medley. Uh, just, no, it just keeps going. The whole this elephant sequence. Ele- this elephant is like 20 minutes long. I'd say it's longer. 30 minutes? There's, yeah, there's like five A quarter of this here. movie is spent no, 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 in no. an elephant. Think about all that needs to occur. So she's like, hey, invest in the Moulin Rouge. And he's just like, I can't. I'm a poor writer. While I'm here, real quick, like, don't kick me out. What about this musical? Do you like musicals? <laughs> and she's just like, wait, what? And then the Duke shows up. And he's like, hello there. Hello. Chatine. Chatine. And so, and he's just like, oh, who's this? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're, we're rehearse, rehearsing this musical. Right. And he's like, a, a musical? What? what? And then and they then proceed they, to put on they, a musical. They basically then write a, a, a loves, a cro- star-crossed lovers, Indian-themed musical about basically the plot of Mulan. They, they do, Essentially. They do the movie it's, yeah. in the movie. Musical it's no longer French. It's now takes place in, in colonial in, India. In, in India. India. Um, because that's where all the best musicals are set. Everyone's favorite. And there's like an evil Maharaja, which is just such a fun word to say. <laughs> Who wants to like woo this like Indian courtesan. And, right. But she, she loves Aladdin. The, the you know. penniless pauper. The yes. penniless sitar, sitar player. player. Yeah. Um, Lovely. And sitar. so they put on like this mini production with pretty phenomenal production value. And for being improv? Right. It's solid. Right. Like, Chicago, watch yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> France, is coming. Um, France it, is coming for you. It does have some pretty fun, uh, like, the high intensity. I do enjoy every now and then a good high intensity musical number. Um, this one's a little fun with the uh, kind of reprisal of the can-can at the mm-hmm. end of the so exciting, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, so delighting, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And they just keep doing other iting words. Um, but yeah, so that's a lot. And so, like, the Duke, after watching this horse shit, is like, I'll invest in the Moulin Rouge. Ah, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm right. looking for. Which also, what's weird is during this pitch meeting, we know that the Duke's bodyguard mm-hmm. has just been Jay chilling outside. All right. And didn't question any of the music. No, any like, of the noise. Fine. He's like, when Bosch, when Bosch has his way with the My woman. My Bosch. <laughs> when Bosch has his way with the woman, sounds like a whole goddamn production in there. Right, like, I, he did not clear that. He's a terrible body. Terrible body. Man. He's like a low-grade Agent 47 from Hitman. Oh, she's so bad. <laughs> so, so, so bad. And so, yeah. like, the Duke's like, yes... I will back the Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. And then so 
and then Satine, Saltine Cracker, is like, oh shoot, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be famous, a real actress. And she's like, one day I'll fly away. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's not really even worth getting into like. <laughs> yeah. Then basically, whether or not those songs are good, they're like they're fine. Like, they're fine. It's Nicole Kidman. She can sing. Yeah. They're all it's Obi Wan Kenobi who can also sing. Yeah. So then Christian goes back to Satine to basically be like. No, no, you love me. You love me. You love hey, me. hey. We are in love. Hey. Um, I just met you, literally. And then we get a song that samples ten different songs. Uh, it's a lot. Some might even say too many songs. Probably. Um, and I have them all put up here. Elephant Love Medley samples. Do you have it pulled up if you just typed it in? What? I feel like you just lied. I, I said I just had it pulled up. Oh, okay. I don't have it pulled okay. up. Okay. So this one, like, five-minute mm-hmm. sequence contains Your Song by Elton John, Heroes by David Bowie, Don't Leave Me This Way by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss, One More Night by Phil Collins, Silly Love Songs by Wings, Pride in the Name of Love by U2, Up Where We Belong by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warrens, All You Need Is Love by The Beatles, and I Will Always Love You. <laughs> Written by... Not Whitney Houston, but Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Give her the writing credit she deserves. Anyway. Uh, and so, like, this song, essentially, they're like, yep, I guess we're in love now. We're in love. Now, what's impressive about this, that this was all sung on wires. So, like, there's a thing <laughs> in this movie where, like, everything has to be sung when they're standing on a ledge 60 feet above the crowd. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's time to sing. Shall we risk our lives? Do you want to go stand on the ledge? It's like Javert singing Stars and Les Mis. I would like, have loved to have seen a crossover with Moulin Rouge and uh, Les Mis, and he's there on the ledge, and then they like Like dance. across the street. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the other side <laughs> of the bridge. He's like, this I swear <laughs> by the stars, loveless <laughs> song where we belong. <laughs> What the? What was that over there? Nothing. Like, every song I feel like in this is sung on a ledge. Like, in a very, very unsafe, precarious position. Yeah. Um, there are no handrails in Mulan Rouge. No. OSHA didn't exist. No, it did not. No. And so, like, they're now in love. And now they're, they have, like, their secrets... Mm-hmm. Secret relationship, but they're not really hiding it. They're really bad at hiding it. They're not even. It's like they're not even trying. trying. They're like, let's hide behind this post while the dude's right next to us. Right, just like they won't see us. It's like, dude, right. they can see both of you very clear. You are yeah. awful. They go on like a a picnic where Satine and the dude go on this picnic together, and Christian's right there. Yeah, carrying the basket. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know how he gets to tag along with so many of these dates. Right. It's like, ah, I am producing a musical at this famous strip club. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's invite the writer of the music. Like, what? Hey, dude, like, what do you do? Hey, I like you. Come with us. I don't... Right. Like, I don't think that, like, Hal Prince, producer of such mu- musicals such as Phantom of the Opera and Cats, was like, hey, I'm going to lunch with my wife. Andrew Lloyd Webber, do you want to come? Like, no. <laughs> no. So the Duke, like, he, he catches on, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, he I don't think he thinks that they're in love. I think no. he thinks that they're just spending a lot of time together. And mm-hmm. he doesn't like that for some reason. So he's mm-hmm. like, Zidler, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna stop financing this. 
Mm-hmm. And then Zidler, the pimp daddy, is like, <laughs> don't do that. Satine's going to have dinner with you. Yeah. Um, but uh, she doesn't make it because tuberculosis. <laughs> right. Um, and so then he makes an excuse saying, well, she went to confession. Yeah, she's... She's a very Catholic. She's nervous. She's nervous. She's nervous. Yeah. Our most famous stripper is nervous about... Our most famous prostitute is a little uneasy about, you know... You know, doing the deed. Doing the deed. (laughs) And Uh, so we get the most uncomfy rendition. Like a virgin. Oh, God. Like a virgin. I'm like, please... Please Being touched for the very first time. Stop. I've never been so uncomfortable by hearing the word touched. Like, <laughs> please, please stop saying and words we're immediately. We're done. Yeah. And so they do like a virgin, and then the the Duke is, like, satisfied by this. He's, He's just like, like, oh, okay. All right. I guess your top prostitute is indeed nervous about the deed. He's like, oh, okay. Totally valid excuse. No problem, dude. Here's some more money for your show. Right. I just feel bad for him up until a certain point. Right. Then Zidler finds out. Doctor pops in and is like, oh, by the way, your top prostitute has consumption. Consumption. And he's like, oh, my. I won't tell her. Right, she doesn't even know. Fun. <laughs> no. And like, I, saltine, what are you doing, sis? Like, you're actively coughing up blood. Which is like either tuberculosis, lung cancer, throat cancer, mouth cancer, stomach cancer, colon cancer. No. no, too far down the line. Yeah. <laughs> no, like at this point, but at this point in history, there, if you're coughing up blood, you know you're going to be dead within a year. Something like, has gone wrong. That's kind of just how that worked back then. Like, yeah, you're coughing up blood. You're done. Like, right. it's the end of the line. Cancer Bye. or anything like that was a death sentence because we didn't have modern medicine. I mean, it's still a death sentence if you're poor. And in a lot of cases, just because we don't... Fi- uh, anywho. Anyway. Um, and so... But it's good that Zidler knows that she's dying. Um, and it's a shame he didn't tell her. Yeah, it's a shame <laughs> that, that information doesn't get passed She could have, like, lived her life with Christian and just been like, fuck this shit, I'm gonna go with my writer boyfriend... See you later. But no. No. And then, like, Satine is starting to have, like, second thoughts. She's just like, this, like, this might endanger the show. I want to be a star. Right. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to woo her back. We're in love. With a song. Yeah. Which is actually really good. Yeah. Come What May is probably my second favorite song on the show. Yeah. So then the Duke's watching Christian. They're, he's watching like uh, with Satine, uh, yeah, like a rehearsal. Yes, which he's just awkwardly sitting in the middle of like the now renovated into a theater, Moulin Rouge. That's why he doesn't have any money, right? Just him on a chair, and then Nini, a a jealous performer, right, comes up and is like, they banging. Uh, it's like you all have to wonder why is everyone in France a musical's British. Why can't they just you be friends? You got a wonder. <laughs> you got a wonder. While the courtesan goes with the print with the penny, the sitar player, not the maharaja. Ah, uh, huh? Ah, uh, kind of, kind of odd for your current situation, seeming how you have money, huh? And he's just like, she spells it out for him. And then he like looks at Satine, looking at Christian, looking at Satine, looking at Christian, 
And then he's like, I know what's going on here. I want to make like a cut. I want to recut the movie. So like, <laughs> it just bounces with him looking back and forth. Yeah. And then like have her voice play like distantly and faded in the background and yeah. be like, it makes you wonder. And have him do it like 15 times. Because <laughs> that's essentially how dumb this guy is. It, you can include the tuba from Return of the Jedi. The <laughs> boom. Boom. <laughs> From <laughs> Dr. Scott! <laughs> Rocky! <laughs> Janet! And so, like, the Duke, the dumb Duke, yes. he's caught on. Because he's Sherlock fucking Holmes. <laughs> and he's just like, no, 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 no. You're gonna rewrite the ending. Where the courtesan goes with the Maharaja. Mm-hmm. Because I can't relate to poor people. Yes. I lack empathy. And they're like, uh, okay. Yep. Um, so then Satine's like, you know what? Let's bang. He's like, I, she's like, I got this. We'll do a little, little dance. Yep. Keep the original ending. And, and so like, everyone's like nervous because they're like, uh, okay, what's going to happen? Like, right. Like he's already angry at her. He thought they were dating. Yes. Now you learned that they're not. And we'll just, um, oh, God. Yeah. So he's not great. No. And so this, like, leads us into, so, like, the whole cast is kind of, like, just hanging out, waiting for Nicole Kidman to go fuck the Duke. For her to return. To, sa- to save the show. Yeah. Right? And so, like, now we're moving into Oh Tango de Roxanne. Sung by the most gravelly voiced oh, man. so cool. It is. Oh my god, the harm- the sweeping harmonies in that. Oh, 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 that's wonderful. Not even gonna try to in- imitate that. No, like it's it's impossible. Just go listen to Tango de Roxanne on YouTube from Moulin Rouge. Do yourself a favor. Yes, watch the and watch the video. Don't listen to the soundtrack yes. version because it's yes. different. So this, hold on, this pisses me off. Mm. I hate when movie musicals mm-hmm. have a version of the song. Mm-hmm. That is on the soundtrack that is different yes. than the one that was done in the movie. Yes. Because the one in the movie is always better. It's yes. always better. Yes. And then for some reason, they always go with like this more sterile, like toned down almost version that mm-hmm. was recorded in the studio. I'm like, this does not make sense. Like you have the audio. You clearly captured the audio. Just use the audio anyway. Use the audio. So like, it, they're very different versions for some reason. Yeah. Also the dancing. Oh makes, my god! Makes it as oh, well. This movie single-handedly made me want to learn how to tango. Like, if, and then that was reinforced by El Tango Maureen from <laughs> the Tango Maureen from. Like, right. if you've only thought of the tango as like a joke dance, like go watch this and you will be in love with the tango. Anyway, and so then, like during the song, the Duke like tries to to sexually assault Satine. But she's saved by... Uh, this is also awkward. Le Chocolat. The only black man in the movie. is named The Chocolate. Is there a man named La Creme? Right, like Le Vanilla. <laughs> right, like... Le, so she's saved mm. from sexual assault by The Chocolate. God. And like brought to Christian, who's like, yeah. okay, can we like go now like mm-hmm. things aren't looking great here let's run away and then the duke 
is like to Zidler, he's like, I'm gonna kill Christian uh, mm-hmm. if Satine does not come back to me. Blah 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 blah. Um, and Zidler's like warns Satine again, just like, hey, you need to come back. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nah. And then he's like, I didn't want to say this. you're dying, <laughs> right? <laughs> You have consumption. She's like, I've oh! Con- she's like, I've consumed what? <laughs> <laughs> you have consumption. She, uh, like, if you're her, like, is that like a light bulb on moment, or is she just not bright? Because like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, hey, good. hey, you have consumption. Oh, that explains why I'm actively. I feel also, awful every I, day and I'm coughing up blood. My reaction would be, how long have you known? I'd be like, oh, were you going to tell me that I had consumption? Like, that would be like, you're, like if you and I were hanging out and the entire, like the last, I don't know, three years, you've been complaining about this horrible abdominal pain. I find out you have, like, stomach cancer. And then as you are bent over dying, I'm like, by the way, Joe. By the way. You have the cancer. So, real quick, did Zidler... Was he in charge of casting? Because uh, if he is, let's talk about who his two lead characters are. A girl who could drop dead at any moment from tuberculosis, and a narcoleptic man who has proven on many occasions <laughs> that he struggles to work in a productive environment. <laughs> I think Toulouse was probably in charge of it. Okay. Um, he probably was like, my Argentinian friend, I'm going to cast you in the lead role. That's <laughs> my job, like, was I'm being French. That was great. Christian. Thank you. Um, so, Satine's like, cool, I'm dying, I guess. Uh, yeah. Christian, we can't be together anymore. I'm going to go hang out with the Duke. Yeah. Uh, the show must go on! A very underrated Queen song. Yes. I will admit. But it's also just, like, hard to listen to in a normal... There's no reason to listen to it in a normal setting. If you want to feel sad, because if you know the history of the song, it was Freddie Mercury dying of AIDS, and he was like, Queen has to keep going on without me. It's... Anyway. Right. But that's not, like, an easy listening. Like, I'm going to go listen to somebody to love. It it doesn't lift you up. No. Um, and so Christian's now really bummed and he's like I'm gonna go to the Moulin Rouge I'm depressed and they're like uh well buddy your your gal she still loves you yeah she still loves you Toulouse is there Toulouse Toulouse she still loves you Christian she still loves you what a wingman um I play as Titar. And so, like, it's the night of the show, and yes. Christian sneaks in to Le Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. and he wants to, like, go to Satine and be like, tell me to my face that you don't love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, like, they're on, but he does this on stage. He's bad at this. Yeah. Like, he's really not great at yeah. this whole love thing. Um, yeah. And so, like, but he catches her, like, right as they're, they step on stage, and then, like, the spotlight hits them. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, this whole weird sequence where there's, like, an assassination attempt, but the audience seems to be okay with it. Right. And- <laughs> like, I, it's always moments like this where, like, if I was there and I saw a man with a gun running around the stage, I wouldn't be like, ha part of the plot. I'd be like, holy shit, that man has a gun! And he's not... In time, 
with anyone else. Like, nothing's happening. Clearly. He's not dressed in Indian garb, so I don't think he's a part of the show. Oh, is that the, is that, that's the analogy of colonialism. Ah, that's the British Empire. Well played. Mm. But I don't know if those are the people that were going to the Moulin Rouge to begin with. No, they wouldn't have a problem with colonialism. Right, they'd be like, this is fine. I am the colonialist. <laughs> I am the colonizer. I, I, <laughs> um, yep. And, like, at some point in time, someone yells out the greatest thing you'll ever learn is Toulouse to... cries out. Is to just... And so he, sh- he is shouts... just to love and to be loved in return. Yes. And so then Satine sings the song that Christian wrote to express his love. And, and then, as... like, he comes on back on stage. And joins, and it's great. And... Yeah, the assassination attempts don't occur. Uh, because Zidler steps in. And stops the bodyguard. Which is good that he stopped an assassination attempt in his own theater. But he still didn't tell his lead star that she had tuberculosis! No, I'm not saying this is, like, a reclamation art. I'm not saying that he... That's fair. He, he's not in the clear. But yeah. this is a this is a step in the right direction. That's fair. Um, and they, like, sing, you know, Come What May, the reprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the curtain closes and then, bam, she dies. Yep. Succumbs to the consumption. But she's like... Tell my story. Right. What story? Right. Like, what, what is your story? <laughs> like, like you did not live like an inspiring. This isn't like this Ham- is not the fault in our. This isn't Hamilton, of- where it's like, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. It's like you were, you a, were a prostitute, a prostitute in France, like who had tuberculosis. I hate to say it, but that's kind of like there's a million of them. At that point. Join the club, sis. Right. Um, You're not special. Right. So she dies, and then it, like, flashes back, like, forward again. And back to where we began. And Christian is still sad and as he writes his 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 love story. His, the story of his love mm-hmm. for, for, for the saltine cracker. Yeah. And his love that will live forever. Yeah. But not really, because no. she's dead, and... He probably has tuberculosis as well, on account mm-hmm. that they spent so much time together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he should be dead. Yeah. Everyone in this musical should be dead. Um, of consumption. Of consumption. Uh, and that's Moulin Rouge. That's it. That is Moulin Rouge, pretty much. Um, I don't need this in my life. <sighs> I'm good. I'm content. There's nothing... It's average. It's very okay. If it, like if I was something through channels and I wanted like white noise, turn on Moulin Rouge. I there are some songs in this that that stick out, right? You have Come What May, obviously. You have the Elephant Love Medley for like every once in a while, but it's just like even that is just so jarring mm-hmm. because every single line because it, it bounces back and forth between Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor. Right. And, like, each line they sing is, like, from a different song. Yeah. But it shouldn't be then very surprising that not all songs are made to go together. <laughs> right. And not all of these go... So, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't need to... See... Do, you, do you need to see the stage show? I might want to see it just because of the spectac- <laughs> spectacular. The spectacular. Um, Would you say it's spectacular spectacular? spectacular? No. Uh, for the, like all of it like yeah. the just extravagantness of it because the set if you google the set for the broadway it's show wild. it's just as extra just pink and red and black 
and giant heart in the middle with an actual elephant and the red windmill like in boxes yeah. like in the it's it's a lot but to rank this uh, i have pulled up oh good the american film institute's greatest movie musicals this was a movie musical okay um 10 being this is garbage one being this was amazing okay um let me know what your ranking is and then uh six <laughs> It's a six. Seven. Seven. It's a seven. (laughs) Seven. All right. You have chosen 1954's A Star is Born. Interesting. Because the movie's been made four times. Interesting. Um, When do you think they're going to make it again? Probably when we're old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Starring Judy Garland and James Mason. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. See, that's tough, though. I'm not sure I like this rating scale because, like, a 7 out of 10 is... is right. Well, 7 is maybe even a 3. Right. 7, so, yeah. Right. So, like, that's not a great score. And so I have a tough time equating that to the second best star is born. Yeah. Well, this mm-hmm. list was made, for the record, in 2006. Okay. So there was no that's, Sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to give this a 5. Really? It's it's watchable. Because again, again, again! <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, but it's nothing to write home about. Uh, and number five is Cabaret. <laughs> Oddly uh, appropriate. Starring Liza Minnelli, Michael York, and Joel Grey. I'm fine with like the music outside of the context of the film. Moulin Rouge? Yeah. Yeah. Because the music... Because it's a jukebox music. So like... I think this is the first well-known jukebox sure. musical as well. And so I think, obviously, the music's good because the music is time-tested and proven. Right. So, of course, I like the music, mm-hmm. but just, like, the plot is just... it's. There are better jukebox musicals that could be adapted into stage productions. Right. And it, it's, it's odd to me that uh, oh, at least a quarter of this movie isn't really any plot in any way, shape, or form. Like, none of the songs... Mm-hmm. The first four to five songs move the plot forward in any way, shape, or form. They're expositional. Right. And it's it, kind of. They're just to say, like, look at the spectacle! And that's, that's it. It's like, look at this character! Now sing. Look at the scene! Sing. Right. Nothing. Like, diamonds are a girl's best friend, but she's poor and the theater's poor. Like, it, it, it's all very contradictory. So, like, if you look at another jukebox musical, let's talk about Mamma Mia. So, mm-hmm. like, Honey Honey moves well, the plot forward. Well, that one, though is different because that's strictly sure ABBA. sure but you can uh, that's i would argue that that's even harder to put together a cohesive story we've tried uh, and we're succeeding we like are. i think <laughs> i think it's it's harder to do that with you know as you're restricted to a single artist's song like discography mm-hmm. as opposed to moulin rouge which is pulling from any song ever written yeah and yet they choose songs that don't in any way shape or form move forward the plot they're simply they are simply simply spectacle so like honey honey in mamma mia Mm -hmm. is like hey she's reading from the journal about the lovers so like we're learning about the lovers like it makes sense all it it moves the plot forward even in mamma mia 2 the songs move the plot forward. yes every single song serves a purpose they're not just there to sing a song right but every song almost every song in this movie Mm -hmm. is just like a rave and you could argue <laughs> that like the beginning like diamonds are a girl's best friend like that could be and i know you hate this word but that could be diegetic 
where it's within the movie. Well, she is it singing is this. because she's singing to a crowd. But then other she's songs a performer. don't make sense for them to be diegetic. Right. Like Zidler's rendition of Like a Virgin. That would be weird. Right. Or like but then there's others that like which just which that, just affir- reaffirms to me that the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Right. And so I'm I'm comfortable like laying into it cuz like it wasn't a it wasn't a stage production first. Right. And so it's not like this is just like a like oh it's it's weird because now it's a movie so some things don't play. This it was designed to be this. This wasn't a cats no. issue. And this I, was it was designed to be as such and I think it failed in a lot of places. Yes. And so, like, it just, I, it leaves me relatively underwhelmed as yeah. I approach the end. Because I'm like, none, none of that really, n- most of the music does not matter. No. The music doesn't really matter. And... Like, even El Tango de Roxanne, like, it... Even then, songs like that and, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit blur the line between are they being sung or are they... Is it just an emotion they're trying to convey? Right. And it's like a lot of the songs are there specifically to convey an emotion, but I don't know what I'm feeling that emotion. Like, I there's mm-hmm. nothing to ground that emotion in. I think the movie also just has. I think that's the issue with Baz Luhrmann's style. One of the the faults with it is that he's so over the top. Even look at the uh, the Great Gatsby I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, like. Both Moulin Rouge and Gatsby, and also his take on Romeo and Juliet, are so over the top at the start, mm-hmm. they come out of the gate running, but then you're like, oh, this is the track star of a film. Like We're just going to keep going and going and going. And then it kind of stops. Right. And it's like, let's take a breather. Yeah. Let's take a step back. We're going to ground ourselves in reality now. And now back to the crazy. And it's like, whoa. It's jarring. I would almost argue that this movie is a downward pointing curve in terms of energy. Because you come out the gate in a sprint, and then it just gets slower and Mm -hmm. slower and slower, which it makes sense because it's tracking Satine's degradation of health. She's going from healthy, and and as she dies, the music slows, and like that changes. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's tough story-wise in terms of engaging the audience. Right. Especially when the beginning of the musical does not set up the tone in any way for the remainder of the show. There's a strong dissonance between what you come out of the gate thinking Mm -hmm. after after the where he's like, someone's going to die. Right. So, like, you know that's going to happen, but, like, then it, mm-hmm. it's very, it's nothing but upbeat for 50 minutes. Right. And then it's like, oh, okay, now it's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy the ride? It's over. Right. And remember, the most important thing, like, it's the, the best wait, part what? about <laughs> love is to be loved. It's like, huh? Like, what? Baz Luhrmann wrote that and was like, right. I'm deep. Is it? it did you... <laughs> Do they get to the end and they're like, oh shit, did we tell a, did we teach a lesson? Or like, did we convey a lesson with what we've written? And they're like, no. This <laughs> and Into the Woods both struggle with, so the moral is, don't be a bad person? And they're like, shit, can we like, how can we convey this in an artistic way? And they're like, nah, 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 don't have a lot of time. Have someone yell it from the rafters. The greatest thing you'll ever <laughs> learn is just to love and be loved in return. Which, like, that's fine. All I, you need is love. Uh, right. 
like that's fine that's good but also the greatest thing you'll ever learn i think also is if you love someone and they don't love you back stop wasting your time right like it's a very conditional thing to learn yeah you also don't need to like i uh, <laughs> you don't need to love everyone right because i it's like hey that person loves you so you should love them back no, no. <laughs> that's yeah. how stalkers happen <laughs> it is a weird precedent and that's what happens when the duke tries to rape nicole kidman yeah yeah huh what's your lesson teaching me right. yeah mm-hmm. you, stick, and, you sticking with that five that's fine before uh, <laughs> we before we fit, uh, wrap up one more small game oh there's another game i'm gonna make it with meryl oh okay <laughs> who are who is meryl streep um i want meryl streep to play Tolu or <laughs> because at that point she'd be like a gypsy like that and you just take her from mary poppins yeah, turns, turns and plop her yeah, in the again um either that or the midget character toulouse is toulouse the midget yeah. Okay, no, perfect, yeah. So it yeah. makes sense, because there's, like, a lot of... There's Which a lot is of... weird, because they have actual little people as extras. Yeah, as extras. And the actual historical little person was cast as a... As a regular-sized regular man. And they're like... <sighs> anyway. It seems unnecessary. I feel like you just made your work harder, but that's fine, whatever. Um, no, I'm gonna go with Toulouse. Toulouse? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be great to see Meryl Streep as... Zidler. Huh. She's the club owner. Mm-hmm. So this is now just burlesque. I've made it burlesque. Okay. This is yeah. sadder, tragic burlesque. Yeah. Okay. Where they actually lose the club. And in this case... Everyone dies of tuberculosis. Uh, Sheena Aguilera would die. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hot take. I want sad burlesque. I want sad burlesque. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad. So, like, I'm glad we did it. Like, we needed to talk about it. I feel yeah. like this is one of those ones that, because it came out in a period of time where there wasn't a lot of movie musicals, I feel like a lot of people attached to it. 100%. And I feel like more people need to, like, go back and revisit it and mm-hmm. see if it really is what they thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if maybe, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a... This is similar to me in the way I think about certain culinary dishes where it's like <laughs> like this was peasant food back then it's like why are we still cooking it are we peasants right no stop doing this make it better or stop cooking it it's get, like get rid of horseradish just find, d- just do it right like, <laughs> we don't horseradish on steak is kind of good uh, anyway <sighs> but like having you know it's like well this is the tradition this is all we had at the time it's like how we, we had we have more now mm-hmm. we have a lot more now i yeah i i put it in kind of like this the same vein a little bit mm-hmm. I, I, i'm gonna regret this already kind of like rent because like rent is another one of those movies that came out around that period of time where i think it's a lot of people, five, yeah where people are just like oh a movie musical like and a well-known yeah one that people had already heard, heard of. of right yeah I oh we'll get to rent eventually. So should movies should musicals start as a stage production and then become a movie? 
honestly, I think it just comes down to execution across the board. Because, like, I don't know. This this feels like it was a gamble back then. Oh, 100%. Like, holy shit. To take, like, you already had, Mamma Mia had already happened at this point. It was already a stage production. Mm-hmm. So people were like, okay, an ABBA musical. Cool, got it. All Shook Up It Happened. The Elvis musical. Okay, got it. This one, you have the guy who made Romeo and Juliet, the crazy Mexico mm-hmm. City-based Romeo and Juliet, right? Also starring John Leguizamo. Uh, he's like bad. He's like uh, Tim Burton's Johnny Depp. Oh, perfect. Um, but you have that weird director who's coming in saying like, I want to write uh, La Boheme plus. Uh, the tale of Orpheus and Eurydice, and I'm going to make it a musical based on music that I like. Who greenlit this? What studio made this? Feels like a Miramax. Oh, feels like a Lionsgate to me. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, I. It just seems. It seems like an odd choice, and I. I don't know. Maybe it just came out at the right time. I, I feel like nostalgia definitely plays a, a really big role in its continued success. Mm-hmm. Um, also, 20th Century Fox, by the way. Mm. So technically, this is a Disney movie now. <laughs> Fascinating. And yet it's not on Disney+. Plus. It was briefly. God damn it. I googled it, and it was not there. Tragic. But the link to it was. Yeah. Anyway... Um, yeah, this... We had, we had to do it at some point. We so did. We got it out of the way. It's also just weird that they waited 18 years to put it on stage. Right. Like, is Broadway... It's like they didn't trust it to be successful. Right. Like, did is Broadway that dry right now that they're like, let's adapt that? Yes. And I'm like, of all the jukebox musicals, I would, I would much rather see Across the Universe... The Beatles movie musical, as uh, as, as a stage, stage production, production, than Mulan. Rouge. This, yeah, because Across the Universe has a plot. Yeah. Oh no, Adam. Seems to me like there's a gap in uh, Broadway right now for musicals. So it seems like uh, some 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 people should fill that should should fill that gap. <laughs> we'll we'll have a whole episode where we'll pitch our musical. <laughs> we'll pitch it. We'll, we'll get there. We, we'll do a stage rant on our musical. Oh, I love it. And it'll be like it. this motherfucker. <laughs> this horrible travesty of a show should <laughs> oh, never have happened. Right. Anyway, but this has been another episode of Stage Rants. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus cuz life gets in the way, you see. Yes. Joe and I are both in the process of moving. Right. So there will be a small hiatus. Um, we'll be back when we'll be back. We'll be back soon. But we will be back. We'll be back. Yeah, we're we'll not just going to be like, we'll be back, and then never... We're, we're we'll going We're going back. out to get some scripts. We'll, we'll <laughs> see you later. To get some scripts. <laughs> and then never come back. Um, but we will be back. Uh, don't watch... Just don't watch it. Like, and if you... Did, if this is one of your favorite ones, go if, back and watch it again. Listen, and like, maybe we're wrong. If you've never seen it, Watch it once. It's fine. Get to watch it once. Say you saw it. And then you're good. And then that's enough. You don't need to see it again. You're good for like 10 to 15 years. It's not Cats bad, but it's not Chicago good. Right. I'm just not drawn to it. Yeah. Just listen to music instead. Just listen to all the songs that are sampled in this movie. Because they're better. (laughs) Yeah, on their own. Okay. Hey, bye. 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 Bye.